The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's been 48 hours since Florida State was denied a spot in the college football playoff. Mike Norvell still upset about it, and so is the rest of Tallahassee, Florida. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is college football analyst Michael Felder. Make sure to follow him on X at In the Bleachers and on Substack at It's Felder. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know you had a very busy Thanksgiving, so I appreciate you uh, being able to recover and get back here and talk a little college football. And I guess we got to start with the news that people are still really upset about and has been 48 hours. But Florida State getting denied a spot in the college football playoff. I'm curious, what was your reaction to all of it? And then also, when you're looking at potentially tailing or fading Florida State in their bowl game, how should this emotional reaction affect how we bet on them? Oh, wow. That's no one's asked me that question yet. That's a great question. And honestly, when I look at it, um, the big thing for me, one, I understand. Like, I, ne- look, I never thought this would happen. I never thought when these, what is it? Five, the power five plus Notre Dame, when they all entered into this handshake agreement, I didn't think that they would um, leave out an undefeated power five team ever. I never thought that would happen. Mm-hmm. So that's step one, and then they did it, and they kind of stuck to their idea of we're going to put the best the best four in. Okay, cool. All right, we'll see. It's a gear up for next year where we have twelve teams in, and we'll see how that shakes out with in terms of rankings. Um, and then with respect to Florida State in the bowl game, let me ask you guys: Who's going to play? Who's going to play? Are we going to see Keon Coleman? I don't know. We know we're not going to see Jordan Travis. We're going to see maybe mm-hmm. Rodemaker. Okay. Okay, cool. We're, are we going to see Jared Verse? Probably not. If we're in the playoff, we're going to see Jared Verse, but we're not in the playoff. So we probably won't see Jared Verse. And then on the flip side with Georgia, are we going to see Brock Bowers? Are we going to see Lad McConkey? Or who are we going to see play in that game as well? So it's going to be really interesting to see. 
I'm out. You know what? To answer your question, just bet the playoff games. Bet the playoff games. Bet the Liberty game, and go from there. You know, as the fourteen playoff is on the way out, I'm as confused yeah. as ever. Like, okay, so we got to this point. And most people are getting what they wanted with the 12 team or just expanded playoff format. Okay, sure. cool. But we end it. And Michael, I still don't know what the point of the exercise is. Is it about earning it on the field, proving right. that you're a top team, yet it didn't lose. And you're in a power five conference. Like what's, what's the excuse or is, is half the exercise about, the committee, because there was a unanimous quote about, well, we knew Florida State wasn't going to win the championship. So now you're just interjecting your opinion and, what, and your projection of what you think is going to happen with a team that didn't lose in a Power Five conference. You know, it's just I, as it ends, I'm I'm happy it's over. I don't know that 12 is right. Maybe it shouldn't be that many, but it's going to be better than what we thought. What about the other team that's that's not getting as much discussion? That you know, you could say, hey. Maybe they got screwed in this deal, losing by a field goal in the SEC championship. What do you think about Georgia uh, falling from one to out? Yeah, one to six. That's a that's that's never that's another thing that's never happened, right? So we have two things that have never happened. One is having a power five team that's undefeated be left out. The other one is a number one team going into uh, that weekend being left out. And so I, I don't know and. Like, let me can I let me ask you guys something. Do you think that Michigan wants to line up against Georgia? Hell no. Right. <laughs> Absolutely we not. This, we did the show on Sunday. I'm doing the show on Sunday for Bleach Report. I did the show on Sunday for Bleach Report. Uh, you're talking to a very tired man, by the way. Uh, my flight didn't <laughs> get home until 12:30, and. Landed at one and I landed at twelve thirty. I took took my kid to school at, at six. She had to be at school at seven fifteen. And so Ooh. I got home at one thirty, took her to school. I'm a very tired man. Um didn't get to recover yesterday because she had swim lessons. Like this is I'm I'm a man. I'm a tired man. Um but Michigan fans were like, We gotta play Alabama? Like on the show, they were like, Michigan fans were in the chat on the show, like, we got to play Alabama. And so I thought Washington should have been number one. I thought that Michigan, it's fine. We'll keep you at two, like, because you're an undefeated power five team. We got to keep you here somewhere. But realistically, like you saw that you guys, you guys have the odds for who wins. What's what are the odds for who wins? Because it's not yeah, like so it's, Michigan is just barely a favorite, right? Where mm -hmm. I, yeah, where I'm looking, plus one seventy five in Michigan, mm -hmm. Alabama plus two ten, Texas plus two sixty. And what I wanted to ask you about, because I know you've been high on Washington, and well, yeah. that was before Michael Penix dropped off a bit, but they are eight to one. Yeah, oh, they me. are. Washington is a viper. Like that team is scary. Like that's a rattlesnake. They'll get you. And they play timely defense, which I love about. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that up um, because nobody – I think there's so many people that haven't seen them play and they just box score check and they don't realize that this Washington team has not been healthy for the last six weeks. And you're going to – they just got healthy to go into that Pac-12 championship game and now they're going to have a month to get healthy. 
And I think that's a scary part because Dylan Johnson, what he did in the Pac-12 championship game against Oregon was amazing, um, running for 100, over 150 yards. Then you throw in Jalen McMillan. Obviously, we all, we all love Adunze. Like, they've got Polk. They've got guys. And Penix can spin it. And this guy knows what he's doing. And so, I Washington is the – no. That's not true. Washington is the second scariest team in this in this in this in this uh, in this in this uh, playoff. Alabama. Oh boy, oh boy, they are what they're 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 two and a half point dogs. I would bang it hard right now because Nick Saban with a month with. Playing a team like what did McCarthy threw for less than 150, right? Mm-hmm. McCarthy threw for 147. You think you're going? You can't beat Alabama doing that, dog. You cannot beat. You think you're going out Alabama, Alabama? Nick Saban loves. <laughs> he loves the idea of just a running. Like let's just run the ball. Yeah, sure, great, awesome. Sure, if that's what you're going to do, he's like, yeah, okay, we can do that. Like my Hulk can beat your Hulk. But Nick Saban also is going to have Jalen Milrow throwing the ball 30 yards down the field. Fourth fourth and 31. Fourth and goal from the 31. Let's go, player. I, I think that – I think Michigan is in the worst position here. I think if you're a Michigan fan, you know you're in the worst position here. I don't think – if you're a Michigan fan, I think you don't want this smoke. And Alabama's going to give it to you. So this is going to be really interesting to see. I mean, you look at like the – for me, what I what I like to do is look at like his like when you go to like you man, it's frustrating to go and look at JJ McCarthy and where he sits on the national board, mm-hmm. like in terms of passing yardage, he's he's mm-hmm. what is he fifty first? But all the none of those most of those throws are not over like you know eight twelve yards. It's the receiver doing mm-hmm. all the work. So it's going to be really interesting to see what it looks like. But, I mean, in the last – jeez. Outside of the Purdue game, and it's – by the way, it's Purdue, where he did throw for over 300 yards, we have 60, 141, 148, 147. It's like they're trying to hide him. Yeah, no kidding. I guess things aren't on film if uh, you want to look things through uh, maize and blue colored glasses. But yeah, I'm with you completely. And also, too, you know, to answer your question about does Michigan want to line up against Georgia or anybody like I remember that Michigan reaction video. I remember booze and upset and discomfort when Alabama was called as the number four seed. I'm curious with you as far as like the DNA of a championship football team. Shouldn't you want to go up against literally anybody? Because when I saw that discomfort and heard that discomfort, I go, that that's not good. That that's not good. Yeah. And and I'm an analytics guy. I'm a data scientist. And I yes. heard that and I was like, Alabama money line. Let's go. Nick Saban's group's yeah. not going to be afraid of anybody. They're not scared of anyone. And yeah, being like Every time, every single fan that was in the chat was like, no, not Alabama. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, even Texas fans had more confidence. And I was like, okay. Oh, well. yeah. Like, Texas, like, I, I, I truly, like, not to, not to disappear from the point that you guys were making uh, with respect to Michigan and Alabama. I, I, I'll, I'll say this, and, and then I want to move on. But I truly think Alabama is ready to rock and roll, and I think Michigan is going to walk in there 
you know, it's like it's going to be like my daughter this weekend, at, at, this past weekend at, a, at her first basketball camp or whatever, where she spent 15 minutes in the corner and <laughs> cried. <laughs> And I had to, I had to, I had to, I just, I had to watch from the little sliding, the little skinny gym window because mm-hmm. she, she doesn't handle pressure well, pressure well. And I think Michigan all season, we've wanted Michigan to do what we wanted them to show that they could handle pressure, but they've never been under pressure. And so you don't practice pressure yourself by making JJ McCarthy throw the ball by making, uh, you know, your coaches call better plays by doing all this. How are you, how are you going to do it when you come up against a big dog? And that's going to be that. And Alabama is one of the biggest dogs in the world, so it's going to be interesting. But to flip it over, Texas, Texas and yeah. Washington, that's going to be such a fun game. And honestly, the play for me, I don't, I don't care who wins, but the over, I'm going with the over. I, 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 tr- I don't think Texas. I think Texas can slow Washington down. But I don't think they can stop them. And so it's going to be interesting, especially with the way that Washington, we saw them. And we got to see it this on Friday night. We got to see them play that timely defense that we've talked about before. They play this timely defense where are they the best? No. Are they are they like just blood-sucking like monsters on defense? Absolutely not. But when they need a play, they get a play. And so I think that the over is probably the play here with respect to Washington. And again, and this is you got listen, you said you're 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 a data analyst. Lock it in early so that you can so so when the money comes in when the numbers change, you're already locked in at the bottom level of what everything is. Yep. Yeah. Uh 64 64 and a half for that and and your point on Bama, uh there's been money coming in Alabama cuz that number's down to 1 at some spots, 1 and a half. Wow. So so who knows where it's going right? Yeah, who knows where it's going to be by the time by the time we get there. Um, what about? I want to ask about Oregon because in the betting world, yeah. like that's been the team. A lot, a lot mm-hmm. of betters they they make their own power ratings, and they had Oregon as the second best team in the country, only behind Michigan. Now we're sitting here, and they're not even in the playoff. Uh, what went wrong uh, for the Ducks? And I, you probably don't have anything on it, but uh, they got Liberty here. <laughs> No, I'm. I, I said. I already said. I said Liberty, 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 Liberty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I don't think we're. I don't think we're going to see Bo Nix. I don't think we're going to see a couple other guys on that roster. I don't think we're going to see them in that game because it's not in the playoffs. But Liberty, it means a lot to them. You think they can win? And that's the point. Yeah. If if, if wow. Let's let's say five guys sit out on for Oregon, right? Six guys sit out for Oregon. Mm-hmm. The next thing you, to to get ready for the NFL draft and and the whole deal, it's Liberty's got an opportunity. It matters a lot for Liberty for this game. So I would like, yeah, I would put a I put a little a little coin down on that one because it's going to be, it's this game to me like i'm i'm excited to watch liberty play i think uh Caden, uh salters is like incredibly dynamic and we're going to get a chance to see like them move around and i just yeah i'm i'm i got his name right it's k is it that's he's that's who it is yeah, yeah Caden salter yeah. yeah okay i want to make sure i got that one right i was like i got that one right okay. <laughs> and but i just think it's i don't i don't i don't think we're going to see bonix in this right. game. I think if it's mm-hmm. in the playoff, sure, we see Bo Nix. But that's the hardest part about all these bowl games. 
once you get out of the playoff, like, again, I said, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Brock Bowers. We probably won't see Carson Beck even. Carson Beck's not even going to the NFL. Yeah. But we probably won't see him. <laughs> That's the hard part of all this stuff. And we'll see what happens with the 12 team. But I, I yeah, I like Liberty in this football game, man. Ooh, 16 points spread. Cut. Yeah, I know. 5-1 to one of the money line if you uh, back the Flames there. College football analyst Michael Felder, thank you so much for your time. Make sure to follow him on X at In the Bleachers and on Substack at It's Felder. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, NFL Awards right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. left, Purdy throws left, caught, you know who, Jawan Jennings breaks a tackle, touchdown, San Francisco! If you're going to come with a zero blitz, the 49ers are going to spray some rain on you. This is BetQL <laughs> Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. That sounds terrible. I, I'd rather uh, smell the farts that have raid all over me. That just sounds like poison and bad things. Anyway, welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now to talk about the MVP market. And let's start with uh, the top of the list here. Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy, they're co-favorites at 3-1. to one. This has shortened since our conversation yesterday. Jalen Hurts is at plus 350. And I posed this question yesterday, and Joe, I'd love your thoughts on this. Is it really a three-person race for most valuable player, or is there some way an AFC contender can sneak in, go on a tear, and take this thing? Hmm. I think it's three-player. It's a three-player race. Uh, Man, this is tough. So you're you're saying, man – if I made a case for Kansas City possibly being the one seed, then yes, I, I I guess I need to include Mahomes in there. You know what? It's wide open. I don't think we're at three or five <laughs> games left. It is, that is and when I say wide open, of what you just said. <laughs> I know, I, I know, because I didn't really. Because how many times have we had this conversation? How many times have we said, "Okay, mm-hmm. nope, yeah. this is the cutoff point. No, this is the cutoff point. No, this is the cutoff point," and we're wrong all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it, is something going to happen in the next month where we'd say an AFC guy can win it? Yes, of course. Of course something's going to happen. There's going to be a one seed in the AFC. So I don't know who that is, but if you know who that is or you have a strong opinion on who that is, the quarterback of that that team's going to have a chance to win the award. So I'm with you just because the schedule for the Chiefs does line up pretty nicely, but it kind of feels like an NFC player might make it you know, to win the MVP this year. I kind of think it's a two-man race right now. And I was laughing as you brought us back in, Ed, because I thought when I said, I'm going to zig when everyone else is zags. zagging. You all have uh, Dak. Maybe I'll be the one to just jump on Purdy. 
and you know be the contrarian on the show. I didn't think he had a case, but as time goes on, oh, I'm no. starting to think. <laughs> oh no, Brock is the Purdue. Brock Montana. <laughs> I do love that nickname <laughs> for him. Pretty strong. But uh, Does anybody... yeah, I'm, I'm... yeah. I've come full circle on Brock. I do think that he probably can win it now, whereas I didn't about a month ago. Does anybody have a problem with him being a co-favorite? I do not. Not anymore. I don't. No. How many more no. like perfect passer ratings and four touchdown performances do we need to see before we actually declare him legitimate? That's just yeah. it. Is that like, Joe, you've made this point before, like Brock Purdy. Yes. He's in a phenomenal system. He's got a great coach. He's got all these great playmakers and just about everybody's healthy, which is really saying something this time of year. Look no further than the AFC as far as uh, who survived this long. But the fact that the 49ers are healthy and Purdy's got this great infrastructure around him, like lots of other great MVPs are able to do that as well. It's not just sure. Purdy. Like, why are we going to put him in a different place just because our priors on him were really bad because he was drafted lowly? You know, I do see some parallels when it comes to, say, like when Dak Prescott came out of Mississippi State for the Cowboys and he was, you know, thrusted into this starting role and he performed very, very admirably. But it was interesting that it took a while for folks to finally admit that he was a good quarterback. And I do think that when it comes to draft position and the system you're brought into, things like that, sometimes it just takes a while for people to come around, no matter how well you're playing. We clutch onto our priors. You know, sometimes we should, sometimes we shouldn't. But I think specifically when it comes to Purdy, we just need to let go of those and just finally start admitting mm -hmm. that, okay, yeah, maybe he's not going to project really, really well going forward. Maybe there are reasons to fade the 49ers Super Bowl chances next year. But in the here and now, he's playing well. Uh, I'm sick of hearing Mr. Irrelevant. Like, you know what? Mm -hmm. He's removed that tag. I know it happened. It's a thing. And he got a lot of college experience, which probably helped him early on in his mm -hmm. NFL career. But, like, just we don't need to keep clinging to that. He's a legitimate mm -hmm. quarterback. He's... He's top five this year, easily, easily. And he, he's a legitimate uh, MVP candidate here. And I don't think the conversation anymore is, well, you know, San Francisco might be the best team in the NFL. They're the Super Bowl favorite right now, by the way. And it, after Sunday, it makes perfect sense, even though right now they don't have the one. Is that like, oh, well, you want someone else in San Francisco because they're not going to give it to them? I don't think that's the case anymore, guys. And that's why they're co-favorites. Uh, Hertz is third, Mahomes fourth, Lamar and Tua, both co-fifth favorites at most spots. And I think it's pretty telling that after those six, then they list running backs and receivers. Like they go to Tyreek and then they go to CMC. So the odds are telling us it is a six-player race with five weeks left. And I, and I would lean that way. Uh, look, I mean, quarterback rating, one Purdy, two Dak. QBR, one Purdy. Two Dak EPA plus CPOE, one Purdy, two Dak. So I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, passing touchdowns, Dak has the most in the NFL with twenty six. See, the rushing touchdown element is what's interesting because I've heard some mm -hmm. people that are annoyed that Hertz is right there with these top two guys, and I don't have a problem with it yeah. because twelve rushing touchdowns, he has thirty one total touchdowns, and Dak has twenty eight. And Purdy has 25. 
he has six more touchdowns than Purdy. Like that's that's a big number at this point in the season, and that's why Hertz is right there, and they're the one. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Is there still a path for Tua? I mean, now you're getting value on him. Sure, sure. Um, the path I, is I they have to get the one though. Look. Right. Right. And they've got the Titans, the Jets. I cannot wait to see the Dolphins play the Cowboys. And then at Baltimore, and then you got Buffalo. So uh, it, it it's not going to be the easiest road. The Chiefs probably have it a little easier. But, I mean, when they're at their best, the Dolphins could, you know, win the majority of these upcoming games. Absolutely they can. And, and that's why I think when it comes to – you know, betting on the Dolphins to get the, the top seed in the AFC, I, that's probably my favorite of the three. I'm not going to bet on it because I think there's more value and a greater payout in terms of uh, betting on the Dolphins to win the AFC, which I think is very possible. But I think what matters when we're looking at the, the Dolphins going forward is that sometimes, fair or unfair, how the defense performs can matter to a quarterback's MVP chances. Because everybody Mm -hmm. has to perform at least well enough to have a good record, to have a good outcome. And having a really good defense can certainly help the the overall record. The quarterback can look better in those situations. Not being forced to have two-minute drills where they're being rushed or anything like that. Is everybody putting that MVP candidate in a position to succeed? And what we're seeing from the Dolphins' defense is, yeah, they're getting better even against good quarterbacks over the last few weeks, like against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Like, yeah, the Dolphins lost those games, but the defense didn't play poorly. And now they're going up against bad quarterbacks and they're shining here. And I think in some ways, this is one of the problems that I have with Hurts and the Eagles is that this Eagles defense is struggling And now, going forward, it's putting Hurts in a tougher position where he's going to have to do more, and and more is asked of you, then sometimes you fall short. Is anyone willing to say right now that Patrick Mahomes is not winning the MVP? He's not popping in in multiple stack categories. Yes, there is a path where Kansas City could be the one, but the expectation level is so high because he has played at such a great level in the past that if he is not far and away the best quarterback, maybe he's not going to get get the award, that they're going to give it to somebody else. Can anyone sit here and say, you know what, he's the fourth favorite? I don't care. Mahomes isn't winning it this year. I think I think you're right there. I mean, I don't know if you agree with that, but I agree with that. I, I'm close. I just don't think this I'm is close. Mahomes' year. And it's not his fault. He's got some bum receivers that keep dropping balls, but still, mm-hmm. like you've got you've got to be doing more and there's more depth in terms of the conversation for MVP this year that he's just not running away with it and there's been some disappointing performances. His stats aren't there. I could see a little fatigue and like, yeah, he's not getting it this year. This offense has become too conservative for Pat Mahomes to have a highlight reel. It's not that he can't play well. He's still the best quarterback out there. Nothing is ever going Mm -hmm. to change that in my mind over the next month. The problem is because these receivers have not been playing well, because Travis Kelsey is getting older. He is a tight end. You can only do so much with him, even though he's the goat. Despite those things, this is still a conservative offense. 
they're not throwing it deep all that much. Why? Because the receivers are dropping footballs. So all in all, I don't think Mahomes is in a position to be able to snag the award. I don't think I'm at a full-fledged no, Joe, to answer your question, but boy, I'm really close to it. Like, it's certainly not a bet I would make. Certainly no value there. And why I feel like that, it to me, it is a three-person race. Maybe there's an outside chance, but I want to see some longer odds from Tua and company for me to want to pull the trigger there. So I'm not at that point. How about we move on now to – yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just saying it's amazing that we're at this point in the season and Mahomes is plus 650. And we're like, eh, not enough value. Like, tells you Mm -hmm. about the season that they've had offensively. Exactly. Not that it can't change for the playoffs, but in the here and now, no, absolutely not. How about we move on now to coach of the year here? Uh, Dan Campbell at two to one. D'Amico Ryan's plus 250. Mike McDaniel plus 450. Joe, do you like the top of the board here? Are you trying to still find value further down it? Yeah, I think there are some spots where there there is value. It's certainly notable. Mike Tomlin is the name that really fell this week. That he was getting a lot of support, and I understood that support. And then you lose that game. It's like ah, everything else is off the rails, and now you, <laughs> you're dealing with the picket injury as well. He fell to thirty to one. You know, O'Connell was another name that's been you know pretty pretty hot. People talking about them. He's also in that thirty to one range. There are some some interesting names. Um, here's my takeaway right now on Coach of the Year. And I know it didn't happen last year, and people keep pointing to that. I view this year's Coach of the Year race as having so many options that you have to win the division. Because if you don't win the division, people are going to point and say, well, that coach exceeded expectations by a wide margin, and he did win his division, so they're going to get my first place vote. That's where I'm at right now. I don't think we have a day ball repeat that if you're going to win the coach of the year, you've got to win the division. Dan Campbell has to win the division if he gets it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that uh, AFC South that is suddenly up for grabs, and you see two out of the top four in the coach of the year odds up there. The one that wins it, if one of them wins the division, if it's not Jacksonville, if it's Houston or Indy, that coach is going to win it. If it's D'Amico or Steichen. Um, like I'm staring at Matt LaFleur, just looking at that number. Boy, does that pop the way that they're playing right now, <laughs> how the schedule lightens up, which we can get to in a bit. Uh, but they, he's, I feel like they have to win the division for LaFleur to get mm-hmm. it. Because if he doesn't win the division, that means Dan Campbell won the division and then he's probably winning the award. So that's where I'm at as far as coach of the year guys, that whatever your argument is, if you want to look for value, fine. They've got to win the division. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been talking about LaFleur as well. It's just, they're what, three games back? And I know we'll talk about the NFC North. It's impressive what they've done. He's come on late, but it may be a little too late uh, to catch the Lions. So that one is yeah. interesting. Maybe if you really want some value, could Sean Payton do anything? No, what about I wouldn't go that direction. No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> would, any, would anybody bet on this being the year where a team with expectations just has the coach that wins it? Like Sirianni? <laughs> I, I would not. Yeah. I'd rather go I Dan Campbell than Sirianni. 
Yeah, I, right. You know, despite the shorter payout, I I think that makes sense. You know, and it's funny to me, you know, to switch gears just a little bit here. The top mm-hmm. three candidates here on the board all have their starting quarterbacks. Kind of circle back to this whole backup quarterback mm. conversation we started the show with. Campbell, sure. Ryans, McDaniel, they all have their starting quarterbacks. Seems to me, at least the circles we run in, Joe, that all this stuff about, well, they're doing it with a backup quarterback. The market's not telling us that matters all that much. It's telling us win your division, get the one seed in your respective conference. That matters a lot more than the challenges you may have faced during the regular season. I still don't know how the Colts are here. And maybe I should be thinking more about Steichen mm-hmm. as the fourth favorite in six to one range. Because if they are there in the end, I'm just sitting here with the assumption that they're not going to be in the playoffs, but maybe they are. And maybe they're right there with right. Jacksonville in the end. Yeah, being a first-year coach, too, might also matter. So it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Defensive Rookie of the Year right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And we will get to Defensive Rookie of the Year and some other divisional bets that we like and dislike in just a bit. But first, we got to get into a little Survivor talk because there was absolute carnage. The Steelers and the Jaguars peed in a lot of survivor pools joe yeah uh, those were the two most popular plays (laughs) two most popular plays in just about every pool that i saw uh circa 24 for pittsburgh 24 for jacksonville most picks uh they went from 80 to 30 entries left and uh mine jacksonville was most popular play 25 pittsburgh also second uh at 18 Mine went from 71 down to 28. 28 left. There's still, man, there's still a lot of football left, guys. A lot of football left. And uh, so, like, for a while it felt like, oh, man, this is going to be split so many ways. It's going to be so many different winners. Now I don't know about that. Whether you're doing a Christmas week or not, I'm not sure that we're going to get to the end. The way this has been, most most people don't have uh, many picks left. I did notice in mine that there are two entries the same person has them has two entries what uh yeah yeah and so i looked at their picks i'm like wait how did they do this were they mixing it up at all the answer is no both same two teams every single week like are we at a point i i'm shocked that they did not start splitting it up you know, for security, like in your own mind, like, okay, if this crazy thing event happens, I don't lose both of my spots. Um, but yeah, two, two of them. And, wow. and one of them, one of them has the name Nagy pay suck, like one and two. He, he's both still alive. Uh, so, I mean, man, I gotta respect it. Do you know this uh, guy? He said, I'd have cool. to look up the name. I'd have to look up the name. Someone that was on the Mexico trip with me, they still have a, a play alive. And he's like, he's out there stressing. He's like, do I do Tampa? Do I do the Chargers? In the end, did it, did it matter? Because uh, they both ended up winning in just disgusting football in that New England game for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, at this point, going into week 14, all those good teams are gone with the higher point spreads. But you know what? There's also opportunity. It's like it's the big talking point right now with all the backup quarterbacks. You've got a dozen backup quarterbacks or third or fourth string quarterbacks mm-hmm. out there. There are opportunities where, okay, we, there, there's a much larger point spread than we ever would have thought was going to happen. Wow. 
Man. I will be so curious. What... Yeah, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I, go ahead. I find it fascinating that when we're talking about Circa, that people mm-hmm. could have more entries this year. And I thought, you know, somehow just by different combinations, we'd get to the end and you'd get a much smaller slice of the pie. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen because of all of these quarterback injuries and all of this uncertainty that even though uh, you had a chance to invest a lot more in this thing, the return may not be there. Yeah, and I believe all 30 are single entries, meaning nobody has multiple. Like like in mine, so mm-hmm. you you could have get had was it ten max in that one? Ten max. That's right. It was six and now ten. Yeah. So so there were a lot of a lot of groups I would say that uh, ended up going ten, and then none of them have two left at this point. So that's pretty that's interesting incredible. too. But like but yeah. week after week we would say why are these people picking these dumb teams? Like it ends up adding up. Uh, over 9,000 entries in that one, and we're down to 30 in week 14. Mm-hmm. When it was looking like there were going to be a lot of teams left, I don't know. I don't know. Half the league sucks, honestly. <laughs> like, when you get yeah. to this point, it's, it's really <laughs> tough. At least half the league. At least, yeah, look at these playoff teams that are in right now. Look at the very bottom. It's like, oh, right. Ugh, I don't want to watch that on Super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. So we need some rebranding as far as that's concerned. Like we were talking about Shane Steichen winning coach of the year and we're like, but we don't like the Colts. Like how do we yeah. resolve this internal conflict here where we want to bet into them in some way yet? We're like, gosh, we just don't like this team at all. Maybe voters don't either. I don't know, but still yeah. it, these are the internal things that we're wrestling with. Uh, shall we move on now to defensive rookie of the year? Uh, Jalen Carter, still the favorite here at minus 200. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, plus 325. Will Anderson, boy, that number has shortened substantially over the last couple of weeks. Now down to plus 350, and you have a massive schism after that. Uh, Joe, what stands out to you here? Oh, uh, yeah, obviously Will Anderson. I mean, this is the guy that we've been talking about throughout the year. That it mm-hmm. It's felt like a two-player race. Then I know numbers have fluctuated with some other players like Witherspoon's a name that's certainly popped, but his defense stinks. Is it just going to come down to at the end? Well, when voters are trying to figure out what to do, I like the Eagles defense more. So I go Carter or I like the Texans defense more, or does team success matter? Like how are they going to end up splitting these hairs? I still look at it and say that there's value on the Anderson play. Mm-hmm. Yes, the number has shortened a ton and that it was just 15, uh, 15 to one just seven days ago. But I would still look at it and say four to one. No, it should be closer to about even odds between these two. Yeah, I'm with you. It's I felt like it's a Will Anderson play. They're also a buzzy team. So I could see voters, mm-hmm. you know, liking that. Um, obviously, the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. Um, so maybe they will look elsewhere, even though it's not Jalen Carter's fault. But I do think there's something <laughs> to be said about, you know, just having a little more buzz about exceeding expectations. Uh, and so Will Anderson's probably going to get a lot more credit for that. Here's my question to you two, though. The Eagles mm-hmm. still face the Giants two more times between now and the end of the regular season. So the opportunities to accrue additional sacks may be with Carter. They may not be with Will Anderson. Does that factor into your decision-making? So I would just say 
and sorry to jump in. They are absolutely oh. there with Will Anderson. You got the Jets, you got the Titans, like some of the worst pressure rates in the NFL. The sack opportunities are absolutely there for Will Anderson. So I, I think it's a fair point on Carter, but Will Anderson overtook him this weekend and he's still like he has absolutely favorable matchups with the Jets and maybe a quarterback that wants to be out there, maybe doesn't, maybe Turtles, like if he gets pressure <laughs> around him a couple times. <laughs> Titans, who have one of the absolute worst pressure rates allowed. <laughs> Browns, is it Flacco who can be a statue? Is it PJ Walker? Maybe it's DTR, a rookie again. And then the Colts and it's Minshew. And, you know, they actually have one of the better pressure rate a lot, like not allowing pressure offensive lines. But by that point, it might be over. Okay. Let's let's look at the sacks that we think that uh, the, uh, not just the sacks, the uh, numbers, the statistics that we think the, uh, the voters are going to take a look at. Uh, sacks, Will Anderson has a five to four edge. Quarterback hits 17 to 7 in favor of Will Anderson. 17 to 7. Pressure. Two more TFLs. Yeah, pressures are up there. Tackles 42 to 26 in favor of Will Anderson. Where's Jalen Carter better? Can I add one more to that, Jen? And it's, uh, in yeah, terms of please. stats, uh, Anderson has a higher share of the Texan sacks then Carter does a share of the Eagles sacks. So when you're looking at overall defensive success, they rely on Will Anderson, the Texans do, more than the Eagles do Jalen Carter. And like mm-hmm. double teams are great. Soaking up double teams are great. Stuff in the run up the middle is great. Sacks are so much sec- sexier. Sacks, well, yep. fumbled that one. Wow. Sacks are so much sexier. <laughs> you weren't I wrong. Mean, he plays a flashier position. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the numbers are all there. And oh, by the way, he's tipping passes a la the guy that used to play that position in Houston, JJ Watt, into interceptions for Derek Stingley Jr. Like he's doing everything. I mean, I, I agree. I, I played it last week heading in this game because I kind of looked at the schedule. The pressures are there. I just needed a game. And by the way, he just missed by like a shoestring, a third sack on Russell Wilson. Like I would, I'm going to play it at four to one again. Man. They nailed that draft. They needed a home yeah. run on both, and they got a home run on both. I said at the time, like, wow, they gave up a ton of value. They need Will Anderson to be J.J. Watt, and maybe he will be. <laughs> it's been awesome. Just, for, for such a dysfunctional franchise. Can we not stress mm-hmm. enough just how dysfunctional the Texans have been over the last several years? And for them to, you know, hit back-to-back dingers, like you said, Joe, it's remarkable. It, it just is. Mm-hmm. And definitely Will Anderson uh, should stay in that conversation. Uh, shall we move on now to a couple more divisional conversations here? Because, uh, Joe, I know you mentioned that the NFC North uh, was something that you wanted to take a look at with the Lions at minus 1,000 to win that thing. Vikings 10 to 1, Packers at 14 to 1. Is there an outside shot somebody outside of Detroit wins this thing? Yeah, I mean, some of the numbers in these divisions are just so outrageous, and you kind of get it when you break it down. Like, oh, Miami, should they be minus 2,500? And then you look at it, like, yeah, they're they're up three in the loss column. We got five weeks left, so I get it. Uh, Kansas City, they're catchable. Well, not with everybody else in that division. That's why they're minus 5,000. So I get that. Um, The the Philly-Dallas one is going to be talked a whole bunch this week because so much hinges on the result that we're going to get this weekend. 
but Green Bay with the big win over Kansas City, you know, when you look at schedule, even recently people are like, well, well, that's a loss. Like, no, crazy things happen in this league. It, they are on fire, and is there going to be enough time? I, I was looking at the remaining schedule for Green Bay. Now, it's tough. They wish they were in the spot that Minnesota is because they already lost to Detroit. Because, uh, And I say that because Minnesota gets Detroit twice in the last three weeks. So they would need a lot of help. But I'm looking at the number of times that the Packers are going to be favorites down the stretch. Giants, Tampa, Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago. They might be favored in all of them. They might, maybe. The Minnesota one, we'll see where Minnesota's at, and that's on the road. But could they win those five? Yes, they could. Could they close the season on an eight-game winning streak? It's possible. They're 20 to 1. 20 to 1. I don't think Minnesota can do it, even though they, they have the advantage of uh, facing Detroit twice. That number's 11 to 1, about half of the Packers. It's probably going to be Detroit, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's done, done. That's fair. This is BetQL Daily presented by Ben MGM. Coming up next, Rick Camp joins us to talk NBA play-in tournament and his other plays around the association. That's right here on the BetQL Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.